Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Today we're going to talk about a really, really interesting subject, and we have the perfect expert for the job, and that expert is Elizabeth. We're going to talk about, (laughs) the title is a question, okay, and the question is this, is being vulnerable, raw, and real destroying your influence as a kingdom entrepreneur? So what does this mean exactly? Well, we've seen trends online. We've been doing business online for a few years now. Uh, Elizabeth, particularly, has been very, very involved in all kinds of coaching groups and all that. And she's seen all, she's seen all kinds of trends uh, when it comes to marketing yourself online and trying to attract an audience and what does that entail and how should you do it and how should you position yourself. And there's many different camps on this very subject. And Elizabeth, I would like you to, this week, I want you to dig deeper. Yeah, exactly. So guys, um, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you are entrepreneurs uh, online, building your businesses online and social media. And um, I did, I really want to touch on this topic because I've seen how it's been affecting different Christian entrepreneurs to a point where I think even some Christian entrepreneurs have lost their identity and just don't know what a kingdom entrepreneur is supposed to look like online. Okay, so is being vulnerable, raw, and real destroying your influence as a kingdom entrepreneur? So I want to talk about a few dangers and really um, go deep in this topic to explain to you the differences a little bit here and uh, how it could be hindering your influence as a kingdom entrepreneur and also um, maybe displeasing to your father in heaven okay so as you know we live in a fallen world and you know there's there isn't a lot of content out there for christian entrepreneurs so a lot of us uh, christian entrepreneurs follow a lot of trendy entrepreneurs okay and there's a danger uh you know like they say you know Uh, chew the grass, spit out the hay. Well, we try to do that, but sometimes some Christian entrepreneurs can be kind of, you know, uh, influenced in a certain way of thinking and acting and talking, and this is where it can be dangerous. So, uh, the the, one of the big trends uh, going on is being vulnerable, raw, and real in a way that people are basically talking about personal information, uh, you know, in their marriages, in their lives, uh, basically a lot of stuff that is of a sinful nature, if you want, is being sh- shined upon as if it's a good thing. So, you know, like, you know, they'll talk, they'll talk to their followers, like, and I'm talking, I've seen this a lot with network marketers, especially, uh, you know, airing out their dirty laundry, what they did, you know, they got wasted and they had fun and they did this and they did that. And um, some of it is negative. Some of it is I just had a fight with my boyfriend and he I've did this. I've seen some cry. I've seen some people cry. 
Yeah. They go on. They they do a Facebook live. They're crying. They're like, I just have a huge fight with my, with with my husband or boyfriend or whatever. And they're crying and they're like, "This is me. This this is me being real right now. This is me being real." I'm like, "Is that absolutely necessary that you do a Facebook live showing your audience that you're being real? You could have cried before and then added value." <laughs> yeah. So th that's the thing is that. Um, you'll notice in general, a lot of these people are trying, you know, uh, a lot of them are non-believers and a lot of them are, are, you know, basically talking about different sins that they're dealing with. And, you know, ba basically what my grandmother used to say, airing out their dirty laundry for everybody to, to look at. Okay. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, yeah, but as Christians, we have to be honest. And if we're going through these things, we need to, you know, share to our audience, Uh, there's a thin line you don't want to cross. True. Now, if you're trying to be an influencer and you're trying to build an audience, and let's say you're a coach or a network marketer or, or a pastor or a pastor, or somebody that's trying to coach people, mentor people, the, there's certain no-nos that you don't do online, okay? And um, we're going to talk a bit about this. So I just want to address the first point here, okay? So the danger with the, you know, I'm going to tell you all my sins and show you all my dirty laundry and share everything that just happened that's raw. And I, I just need like all this support from all these people on my timeline rooting me on and whatnot is that, well, for one, it, it um, I've seen it many, many times that you know, the, the followers that you get that can relate to you, because a lot of these social media gurus are teaching you to do that because they want you to grow this following of people that can identify to you. And they want you to be real too. They, 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 they don't want you to fake it till you make it. So the, sometimes there's a thin line between yeah. that and saying, I'm just going to be myself. So you can be yourself, but you can be yourself a little too overly much. Exactly. And what's happened with that danger, and I've seen a lot of coaches try to uh, undo that afterwards, is like, well, keep your posture and don't say too much. And now, now they're trying to kind of like undo it because people have gone like a little crazy with that. And then <laughs> so next thing you know, you have a bunch of sorority girls wanting to follow you because they can identify to everything you're dealing with. But they don't necessarily want to be leaders in your network marketing. So they're going to join because they, they want to feel included into this whole group and experience and, and share and stuff. But they don't want to do the work of a network marketer. So the leader that attracted these women is going to drag them mm. the whole time. And it's going to end up badly. I've seen it many times. It's just not going to end well. Mm. Because these girls are not leaders. They don't want to be leaders. They didn't join you because they're leaders. No. They don't want to build a business. They felt understood. <laughs> they just joined you because at that moment in time when you were being raw, they felt understood. And then you attracted a whole bunch of followers at that moment. But guess what? They're not your audience. Exactly. So... You know, there's so that's one of the dangers. The other danger is losing your credibility because let's face it, you know, as a leader, you know, if you want to attract other leaders, they're they're attracted to leaders, okay? And and, and like we said before many times, Christian entrepreneurs, by the very by their very essence of who they are, they are leaders. You are an ambassador for Christ. That's a leadership position that is bestowed upon you by God Almighty. 
Exactly. So you're automatically a leader, whether you honor that title well or not. Mm-hmm. You're a leader. Yeah, and so the other danger that I've I've seen is that some Christians have tried to conform to the world in the sense that it's almost like they have to, you know, try to scratch and find stuff that they can, you know, talk about so that people can feel real and and feel like they're they're authentic. Like, you know, why are we why are Christian entrepreneurs trying to find the, the things that aren't working well in their life to talk about it, to make them feel real when this world is so living in darkness and they need light. They need people that have Amen. their heads together, screwed on properly, and they need to hear people that have answers and that know where they're going. Amen. And am I saying that a Christian entrepreneur, a kingdom entrepreneur is perfect? Absolutely not. We are not perfect, but we do have winning recipes and it's through the Bible. And these people are so lost that they have no idea. They have no, um, they have no guidance. Most of them haven't even learned about Jesus, haven't even heard about him. Because you know, when they went to school, it was like already out of the religion uh, program, and it didn't exist, and it was just economics or whatnot. That's that's what we're dealing with. And there was one. It's funny that you say that. That 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 we. Uh... You know, we don't have all the answers, but we do have a heck of a lot more than most people, right? And it's funny because I once saw a billboard. Uh, Billy Graham was coming to town, and there was a billboard announcing the, the crusade that was going to have take place at the time. And uh, it said, he doesn't have all the answers, but he knows someone who does. Hmm. And they said, welcome to Billy Graham Crusade, exactly. the so-and-so dates, and, and you're all welcome, free entrance, whatever. I thought that was so spot on. And that's exactly what a Christian entrepreneur is. We don't have all the answers, but we know someone who does. Exactly. And that makes us inherently, um, it, that positions us inherently well uh, in a world that's, that's gone, in many respects, mad. Exactly. Uh, there, there's even an, another quote I remember reading that, that really made me pause and think. It said, uh, it is no sign of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, as Christians, we go uh, against the current. We go, we, we, we don't follow the, the flow of the world. We, yeah. we, we, we march to the beat of a dif- different drummer and it should show. And uh, so when we're being told to be raw and all that, and we, we, we should know that where to draw that line that you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm not talking about being perfect. And I'm going to no. address the different things that you know, Christian entrepreneurs do go through and it could be, can be difficult and it's hard sometimes to keep your posture and all that. And we're going to talk about that later. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the other problem is being fake until you make it. Now that... Yeah, faking it till you make it. We've all heard. And I think that the trend to be real and raw, as they're saying, has come from a, a sickness of being so disgusted with the fake it till you make it uh, kind of people. Okay. So we have those entrepreneurs that, you know, they're convinced and we know we've been there. We've, uh, we've heard, we've seen, we've been in those groups of people 
And there's a lot of people that are convinced that if they don't look successful, if they don't act successful, if they don't have the perfect car, if they don't drive the perfect thing, if they don't dress the perfect way, they will not be deemed as successful and people will not follow them and they just, you know, are not going to have a business. Mm -hmm. So you have these, you know, guys renting cars, uh, living with five uh, you know, other friends in a in an apartment broke, dressing like they're making millions of dollars, faking their life away because they're so convinced that they'll never get a sign up in their network marketing business if they're not like this. Remember that guy on YouTube? Hey, this is me in my backyard. Remember that guy? <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the ad, but you probably have. With his like 12 And cars. that was proven. There was there was a video on YouTube that was made to um, debunk, debunk it. it. And it showed that his, hey, this is me in my backyard. It was actually a hotel. Okay? Yeah, so just there was saying. a bunch of fake cars that were rented. <laughs> and uh, it was just a whole, whole fiction thing. But, but uh, you know, at the same time, we laughed, but... We're, we're like, okay, this poor kid is not making it. And he's trying to he's, fake it until he makes it because he has no other idea what to do to get followers and, and get people to buy whatever it is he's sell, <laughs> selling. But right? it works. I mean, to some degree, it works. And they do some acquire success through that. But, I mean, it's going to find them out eventually. Exactly. And the Bible talks about that clearly. So, yeah. so okay, so back to, to our topic. So... <laughs> That way of life obviously is dishonest and um, so many entrepreneurs out there, you know, they're they're just trying to make it. We're Christian entrepreneurs. This is where it's tough. We want to be honest. And at the same time, if we're too honest, it can bite you in the butt. Yeah. So, you know, when you're trying to get signups and network marketing, lying and saying that you have a huge team and... I don't know, like whatever you can concoct is a lie. Like there's no point because when the person is going to sign up, they're going to know the truth. There's no point. They're going to discover that the team you're talking about was really, you know, the other lady's team that signed you up and it's not your team and they're your first sign up or second sign up or whatever. Like lies will get you, like my my mom always used to say, lies have very short legs, right? You can't get away with them. It just doesn't work that way. So it's best to find clever ways to be honest, but, you know, not always keeping your posture, okay? So, for example, if uh, I have nobody in my network marketing business and I want to, uh, you know, talk about my business and talk about how on fire I am for the company and, you know, different things that I can mention that are positive. If the person would ask me direct questions, I can say I'm a, I'm a part of a very big team, yeah. you know, instead of saying I have a team, I'm a part of a, a big team. We all love each other. We're supportive of each other. We're growing really fast. Uh, we have great leaders. You know, there's a way to posture things to make it sound great yeah. without you having to lie exactly. basically that's just an example off the top of my head okay so there's also what we've all been you know what we've all heard by Gary Vaynerchuk for example I don't really follow him much but I've heard him say that this uh, you know that people like to follow the journey so he's like yeah. the marketing guru everybody's like okay he's saying follow the journey and this and that so what does that look like well people like authentic authenticity when it comes to following the journey in what you're doing so he's talking to an audience of people that 
are a lot of them are startups. They're starting different things. Um, you know, you could be, for example, in weight loss, and that could be a really good strategy because you're saying, look, this is me day one. Yeah. I'm doing this challenge. Um, we're going to be, you know, really honest about our, our struggles. We're going to get through this. And at the end of this challenge, you know, this is, this is going to happen. We're going to all be, you know, really happy and yeah. celebrate or whatever. Or you could be okay. a Christian entrepreneur who want, who has a team and, and who wants to bring his team through a, a, a fasting breakthrough. Say, okay, we're going to do a 21 day fast and I'm going to film myself every day. I'm going to do a live so you guys can interact. We can talk about our struggles, whatever, what we've been doing, going through that day. That's the journey as well. That's, that's good too. Exactly. And, and all depends on what exactly you're doing online. Exactly. If you're doing those kind of challenges and you want to include people in the challenge that you're doing and then you want to document it or you want to use those videos to show people afterwards, you know, your success, you know, that you lost 25 pounds or whatever after a certain time. And you, you want people to follow that journey and see how you went through the process. That That's great. Just like, you know, some people are doing startups and they're starting different different things different businesses and let's say i don't know in graphic arts and they're they're wanting to show people what they're learning as they go along putting yeah. their videos on youtube this is what i'm learning and so a lot of people are following that journey and even i heard a very successful network marketer say that she had documented her uh, youtube videos in a way that she was saying this is what i have learned on this topic okay So instead of saying, I'm the answer to everything, I know it all, she would go from a teachable point and say, look, this topic, this is what I've learned, this is what I've studied, this is what I've seen the top earners do. So people were like, okay, she's, she's not saying she's a top earner. Yeah. She's giving us really val valuable information. We love listening to her. We're learning stuff and we're going to follow her. And guess what happened? She got a, a lot of followers. A lot of people wanted to join her team. They identified to her and they saw the process. They saw her grow from a, a newbie network marketer to a successful network marketer. So she built her credibility. And, and what the example you're giving now is really a good, a good example of balance of being uh, kind of raw and vulnerable in a way without losing your posture. And that's the balance that's so hard to, to keep for any entrepreneur and for Christian entrepreneurs as well. Exactly. And I just want to, to show you guys a few definitions because I was actually surprised. I, I did it for fun. I just wanted to see what the definitions of these terms were on the net. And then I looked up a few blogs and a few topics out there online talking about vulner being vulnerable raw and real and i really was interested it was interesting to see how the world has really made their own definition yeah. for this term that is completely different when you look it up uh you know one by one so the definition of being vulnerable is uh, susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm okay so like we hear it uh often Uh, often said we were in a vulnerable position, in danger, in peril, in jeopardy, at risk, endangered, unsafe, unprotected, ill-protected, unguarded. And I, I think online we we mostly when, we, when people say vulnerable, I think they mean mostly unguarded. Yeah. Or, you know, like I'm letting my guard down here because I want you guys to see me at my vulnerable state, whatever. And, 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 and but but some, there's there's only so low you can. You know, you got. There's also the <laughs> you danger. You can put your guard down, but 
Yeah. <laughs> but there's also the danger of, I would say, the spirits, okay? And when I say the spirits is the enemy always tries to look for uh, different ways that he can tear you down, okay? So putting yourself in a too vulnerable state, and I say too vulnerable because I'm not saying it's wrong to be a little vulnerable in certain instances, but honestly, I think if you're going to go there, if you're going to be vulnerable, I think it should be on a topic that you've overcome. Amen. Okay? Yes. Because if it's something you're going through right now, then you're just saying you're an open shot for the enemy to come and just kick at you. Okay? Oh, that's a good point. And I've seen this happen many times. When you're in the raw and the thick of things and things are going really bad and you're struggling with something... Being vulnerable at that point when you haven't overcome that yet is very difficult because mm. then you'll get haters, you'll get criticism, and you're a lot more sensitive to it, and it can you know, hinder you more. The enemy can try to attack you more, play with your psyche, with your mental state mm. even more. And depending also, you're putting yourself out there on, on uh, social media, so you're going to get the comments, you're going to get the interactions yeah. that you may not like, especially if you're vulnerable right now. Exactly. So, so you if have you're to be... in it right now, you might yeah. get some punches uh, thrown at you by people interacting with you that are basically being used, like you said, by the enemy yeah. to get you even farther down. You know, That haters that don't like what you're talking about. You might be a kingdom entrepreneur teaching kingdom and then you're going to get all this negative feedback if you're talking about a certain point that you're vulnerable, that you haven't, you know, I don't know, see God show up in your life. It's just, just an example like that. And, and then, you know, this haters like just you know giving you all these jabbing you and all these negative comments that already hit home because you're already vulnerable you're already talking about mm. what hurts right so i in the beginning when we started in entrepreneurship i always told my husband i said i've noticed that the, the biggest coaches the biggest leaders out there and i'm talking about christians out there would oftentimes abstain from talking about something they were going through at that moment. At that moment. They, they talked about what they had overcome in the past. Exactly. And oftentimes what they did talk about was always in a light of, I'm adding value to you. I see that you're struggling with this. I see that this is a pain point, whether it be in the church, whether it be, uh, you know, in the group or whatever and I can relate to this because I've been there yeah. so that's a, a good way for you to be real to show that you're genuine authentic yeah is to talk about stuff because you know like they say nobody wants to be led by a fake right mm -hmm. you don't want to be you don't necessarily want a leader that's always got the perfect answers like out of a, a storybook. You do want to hear genuine experience. You do want to hear wisdom. You do want to hear, uh, you know, like they say, evaluated experience. Yeah. I used to struggle with this. And maybe this can help you because I remember how I felt when I was going through this and this and this and this happened and I believed this or I felt like that and I learned God showed me through this that blah, 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 blah. And that's how I overcame this. There you go. And, yeah. you know, so Because you're that, an encouragement when you do that. You're showing them that this can be overcome because I've overcame it and, and I used to be like that too. So you show them that basically that they're not alone. But you also show them the other side that, hey, you can you can do this. I've done it. You can do it. Exactly. So that's uh, another example of how you can spin this around. Um, I'm going to read you the definition of raw. Okay. So being in a 
or nearly in the natural state, not processed or purified. Raw fibers, raw sewage. Wait, wait, not processed or purified. I like that. <laughs> not diluted or blended, uh, unprepared and perfectly prepared for use, not being in polished, finished, processed form, raw data, um, having the surface abraded, very lacking, irritated. Lacking covering. Lacking covering. Yeah, naked, not protected. It says here, susceptible to hurt. Susceptible to hurt. Lacking oh. experience or understanding. Uh, even some will say um, raw language could be like vulgar. Yeah, there's a thin line between being raw not and tempered, being coarse. unbridled. Okay, raw power. And then definition of real, genuine, not artificial. So basically authentic. It's interesting to me because a lot of when I was reading the the raw definition, a lot of the verses, you know, that we read in the Bible uh, that talk about how we're to be purified and uh, how God, you know, works to to basically sanctify us. And all these verses that come to your head make you see that God doesn't want you in a raw state. He wants you purified. He's he's you know, he's working you in a in a way that he wants you to become more like him, right? Mm -hmm. So he's, and even T.D. Jakes talks about it when he talks about uh, the crushing and, and the whole process of the of God crushing you, to, that it's a process to make you stronger, yeah. okay? So I think it's very important that we understand that as kingdom entrepreneurs, uh, our calling is different. We're called to be ambassadors of the king. We're called to be these examples and I know that sometimes, you know, life can happen and we feel like, well, what am I going to do? I am going through a certain thing and it's difficult. And um, you're in this position of uh, authority or of leadership and you don't feel sometimes adequate to show up to par some days because you do, life does happen and things do happen and you do have arguments with your husband or things aren't oh, always yeah. perfect, you know, like with your kids or you know, other different, all kinds of things can happen, right? And, we, and we've been open with you guys. I mean, since the beginning of this uh, this, series, this podcast, Thriving on Purpose podcast, we've talked about our own struggles and uh, what it's like to be to raise a family and the, 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 the problems you encounter and the marital strife you can encounter and all that. And uh, even uh, in one episode, I remember Liz uh, talking openly about when we lost our daughter. I mean, we, we spoke openly about that. But well, I don't think we would have been in a good place while it was happening to talk about it. I mean, we were not equipped to deal with no. whatever could have come from that being in it. No. You know, I mean, there's a time when when you're going through the struggle, when you're going through the process that you have to keep to yourself. Notice how when Jesus went to the desert, was led by the Spirit to the desert to be tempted by the devil, during that time where he was fasting, when he was vulnerable, he wasn't preaching. He was alone by himself dealing with this. That was his process, okay, before he began his ministry. And it's the same thing for us. We, uh, When we're undergoing, when we're being crushed, like Elizabeth said, uh, undergoing some crushing or, uh, you know, sanctification, would some would call it, uh, it, it, you might be better off talking about something else that can add value or whatever else that you can talk about. Because when you're undergoing, when you're under that pressure, when you're in the valley, 
uh, it's not a good time to talk about the valley. Exactly. And, um, and it, all, it always depends on the context and exactly what you're doing. It's kind of hard to, you know, there's different examples. Like I said, some, some types of businesses, you can bring people in the journey of your struggles and it's okay. And other times when you're in a position of leadership, of influence, of leadership, it's best to, um, I, I personally, I recommend obviously talking to your father. And I think a lot of Christians... And having a good mentor also in which you can confide. Ha- having a good um, relationship with your father is not just, you know, I'm struggling with this and I'm just going to ask forgiveness for this when it's happened and I can't, I have to deal with it. Um, and then you feel like this guilt and then you have to ask God for forgiveness and then you feel like you can't lead these people mm-hmm. because you're you're not you're not you know in the right state of mind because of that and that's hindering you but there's also you know talking to God about your struggles so you know um, I don't want to I don't know what example I can use for that but um, in the sense that you would say you know Lord I'm struggling with this right now I'm finding this very difficult to deal with a certain thing give me the strength to overcome you know a lot of Christians don't implicate God until it's over, until it's done with and they've sinned. And it's like, okay, God, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. Like God wants to be part of your struggles. God yeah. wants to have that relationship with you where he does give you that strength, where he does help you to overcome. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's something that I've been working with my son too. He's had uh, many different difficulties with uh, having ADHD and stuff. And and he's learning slowly to ask God every day when it, it when it is difficult. And he's told me he's told me f- several times that today was a good day. God helped me with blah blah blah. I was surprised I was able to do this and that. And yeah. you know he saw that he overcame because he had that strength, that that power that day that God answered his prayer. And it was really important as. So it's a very different way of going about your relationship with God than just you know, him being the person that always forgives you when you, when you messed up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So both are important basically. But, uh, yeah, like Sebastian was saying, a good mentor, uh, confiding in your, your wife, uh, and your husband is really, really important. And there's a lot of Christian entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs out there that will omit certain struggles. Uh, they don't want to talk about it with their wives and, um, I think it just honestly makes things fester more and, uh, you know, any sinful thing, anything that you're struggling with, um, you know, not being out in the open in your marriage, obviously, is just going to make, it's just going to blow up your marriage eventually. So it's really important to be honest with each other, confide in each other, and to seek a good Christian mentor or coach is yeah. really, really important. Um, ideally, you want to find a good Christian men- mentor older than you that's been through the path that you want to take, that has the, the results in what you want to accomplish in your business. Um, it's really, really important that you find a good Christian mentor because sometimes, you know, there are certain things, for example, that your wife can't understand because she's not a man. She's mm-hmm. not a Christian man following that leadership position. Yeah, or your husband. Yeah, exactly. Or your husband. Sometimes it's, you know, maybe you're in network marketing and, uh, you know, your husband's, I don't know, a blue collar doing something completely different. 
and completely doesn't understand entrepreneurship and you have your own struggles as a woman and your own struggles as a, a female entrepreneur and you just need to talk to a seasoned Christian mentor that's been through that path that can you know hopefully you'll find somebody that's still married because that's a big problem in in uh, network marketing a lot of people are divorced because they let their you know their businesses take over their f- family relationships so it's important you know like i said to look at what the results are they're happily married they've been doing the certain business for many many years they have the you know, the results that prove it, they're good and Christian people have integrity. In other words, you shall know them by their fruit. Exactly. And they're, and they're willing to mentor you. That is a huge, huge blessing because you'll have somebody to confide in that's going to understand you and that's going to be able to give you some good advice on different things that uh, you may be struggling with. So sometimes, you know, we need guidance from a wise mentor that can help you with your character, your marriage, and your walk with God. Um, I know I've had God put many uh, different mentors on my path uh, during my, my, my life that I needed. When my mom passed away when I was 16, I didn't have that female example that I, that I really needed. And he did put a, a several, uh, at least two uh, good uh, Christian ladies on my path that were older than I was and that were able to teach me different things and were able to develop my Christian character and give me guidance when I was uh, lost and I didn't know you know how to do certain things and uh, was discovering certain things obviously I was very young at the time but it's the the same thing works for people people think that uh, when you're in a leadership position, sometimes that you don't need that, but it's the contrary. You need it even more, even more, yeah. Because you're, as you grow as a kingdom entrepreneur, and as you develop your skills, and as you uh, move for God's kingdom, you're developing more territory. You're, um, you're going through more difficult things, accomplishing more. There's more stress. There's more challenges. There's more challenges. Uh, there's more negative feedback. There's more haters. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot that goes with the territory. So there's more of everything. Yeah. So yeah. So it's really, really important that you seek to have these things to to really help and motivate you and guide you. And uh, I'm going to read you a few uh, verses that come to mind. You know, there's a lot of verses on integrity. I found quite a few, and I think you know um, when we talk about you know the guilt of feeling like we have to be fake for people to believe in mm. us to. I think those verses are important to read and, and think about because God blesses those that have integrity and have the fruits that he's looking for. And you have to remember that, you know, as a Christian, uh, you won't have the same success uh, as a, a non-Christian in the sense if you're going to go about it that way. So if you're going to go about it the worldly way, God is going to chastise you. He's going to teach you better. True. Because yeah. you're his child. So you can't do what the worldly kids do because you aren't part of the world. You're that's not going to get those results. Exactly. That's not your, that's not your family. So you <laughs> might as well walk the line. <laughs> walk the line and get, get, the, get the bigger blessing. And, exactly. And, and then saying, oh, there's a shortcut and take it and, and have God go like, oh, really? You're going that way? Okay. Well, uh, I'm out for a while. I'll take a time out. Go have a, I'll take five. Have fun. 
when you want to talk to me, I'll be available. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a verse here that comes to mind. Um, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. And that's what we were talking about earlier, uh, that if you do uh, some crooked stuff, it's going to be found out eventually. Exactly. And um, I like this one too in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity, which means sharp practice and swindling. 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 Ever been tempted to swindle, Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And uh, I'll, we'll end with um, two verses here in Matthew chapter 5, 48. It says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's an admonition from Jesus that we don't, for some reason, we don't remember. We, we, we never or talk about it. Or they don't want to remember. We don't want to remember that We're too busy focusing on our sins, right? No, no we're, too, we're too busy uh, focusing on the grace of God, too. Like, uh, grace, 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 greasy grace. And, oh, oh, did Jesus really say that? Be perfect like your heavenly Father is perfect? So, basically, Jesus, it, it, he doesn't expect you to be perfect he expects you to aim for perfection right so um that's something as christian especially christian entrepreneurs that we need to apply in all uh, aspects of our lives in our family life in our public life in our business we should aim for this level of integrity uh, where no one can say anything wrong about you you know it says uh, paul when he gives the uh, qualification uh, for the elders, if you're going to have elders in your church, uh, he says that they should have a good, uh, a good report from the outside. So it's not just from people in the church that should think, think highly of us, but also people who are not in the church should be able to say, yeah, so-and-so person, great guy, super honest, uh, he's going to give you great service, go above and beyond, over-deliver. All these things should be said of you, of course, in the church, but also outside of the church in your dealings with people. Exactly. In your business offers, in the way you interact with people, how you treat people, how you add value to people. Um, always think, you know, try to impress the secretary kind of thing. You know, like some business businessmen, businesswomen will treat the closest ones to them in business not so great. And they just want to impress those with the money or those with that are going to give something to them in mm -hmm. their business. Like, that's why I'm saying impress the secretary. If the secretary yeah. loves you and thinks you're awesome, then you are awesome. And it's good for business, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I know other courses. I know a lot of people that it was the opposite. You know, I've seen a lot of things and it's it's disappointing because, you know, those are the people around you that work with you every day that yeah. see your authenticity, see your character. And especially if you're a kingdom entrepreneur, you're portraying this image, you know, that you're a Christian and that you want to do good things for God. Well, you have to show it in everything. Like even the mailman that comes to bring you your mail should know that you're a nice guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Liz, what, what advice would you give our listeners if they're going to be that perfect blend of being real and keeping their posture. How, how is that done? Like, <laughs> I think honestly, it's less about us and always about others. So the w when you start getting into the danger of talking too much about you and your struggles and you're this and you're that, 
you're not helping anybody in reality, okay? Mm. Like if you focus on what your audience is struggling with and what they're going through, maybe at that point in time, maybe that is your struggle. Maybe that's something that you haven't overcome yet. Well, guess what? That's why it's wonderful to have other Christian entrepreneur friends that maybe are have a, a stronger business sense in that. Maybe they have overcome that. Maybe mm-hmm. they have success in that. And you can say, hey, you know what? My audience is having a certain pain point and they're dealing with this and that. Could you come and share how you dealt with this and, and learn from other Christian entrepreneurs? You, you are not the end-all be-all. You don't have all the answers. And that's what's so important in uh, as a kingdom entrepreneur working with other kingdom entrepreneurs you all have different strengths you all have different journeys you all live through different things at different points in time so uh you know you can have somebody else that excels really well in a certain area and you want that for your audience you want them to have that then you can invite that person and say, you know, I'd love for you to share. And maybe that person has a book that they're selling on the certain topic. Well, let your audience get that book. Yeah. Stop having a scarcity mentality that you have to be the end all be all, have the answers to everything and write all the books on every topic that exists to known to man so that, you know, your audience thinks you're God. They're not going to think you're God. You can't, you can't think like that. You have to work as the body of Christ. So as a king and kingdom entrepreneur, we need to be constantly adding value to other kingdom entrepreneurs. So, you know, th- you have them over. They talk about their business. They talk about how they can help. They give us powerful message, help your audience. Maybe you're going to go and do the same thing to his audience. Or, you know, maybe doors, God will just open other doors because you're sowing seeds of, you know, blessings. Okay, this is gold, what I'm telling you. So when you have other kingdom entrepreneur friends that have a specific gift or, you know, they have successes in a certain area and you know that you can't deliver that or perhaps it's it's just a really good idea to have them anyway, just because everybody identifies to another person's story differently. Even if you've been, you know, hammering the same message for the last six months, Sometimes when it comes from somebody else, that person's going to finally get it. Mm. So it's really important. And I know because I've had many different mentors and I get something completely different from each one of them. There's different things I like about each one of them differently, even if a lot of them are in the same niche. So stop having a scarcity mentality thinking that, oh my gosh, I have to be like, have all the answers all the time and know everything and and basically write all my Kindle books. I, I can't refer anything to anybody because, yeah. you know, they're going to think that I'm inadequate because I'm I'm giving other people's information. I don't have all the answers. Actually, actually it's the, the opposite is really true. No matter how you add value to someone, if it, even if it's by referring someone else's service or product, the, the person who benefited from the said service or product that you referred will never forget you for referring it if it really, really helps them. Exactly, because then you become... always remember, a Sebastian Richard told me, or Elizabeth Richard told me about such and such book that they didn't write, or such and such service that they don't offer, but it really transformed my life. Exactly, because you become that source of gold information. So they'll go back to it. Now go back to the source. Exactly. It's like, let me go back to this website because they had really good information. Maybe they have what I'm looking for. They're going to remember you and they're going to come back. So, So you have to remember that, you know, that it's all about 
adding value to your audience, solving problems, um, and helping others and adding value to them. That's how you become a successful kingdom entrepreneur. And that's what God wants. God wants us to help others. He wants us to strengthen the body of Christ. He wants us to strengthen other leaders, other Christian leaders. So when you're doing that, you're helping other uh, kingdom entrepreneurs thrive in their business and vice versa. And they're going to do exchanges with you. And it's just going to be a really, really nice thing. So I think that you always have to go through this mindset of encouraging and helping your audience. And if you don't have the answers, that's a strategy you can use. And, um, and like I said, you can seek advice to a mentor or coach that can help you as well. And I think, Sebastian, you had something to say. Well, what I wanted to say, first of all, is thank you. Because you just delivered so many gold nuggets in this podcast. Uh, and I learned stuff. And, and I'm your husband. And I talk with you every day. And I learned some stuff. Because this is not my area of expertise. All this uh, marketing and, 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 and all you talk, everything you talked about today. <laughs> you know, it's not my area. I'm more of a Bible teacher and, and, and speaker. and A uh, digger of scriptures. <laughs> books. Book, bookworm or... <laughs> But that's okay to reach your strength. And I'm glad we did this podcast because it enabled also our listeners to see another side of you that they may not be familiar with. And that's the coach. That's the, see, this is the woman I brainstorm with every morning before I start my day, before we, sh- we get to work. This is the Elizabeth I brainstorm with every day. So, and she's oftentimes, she's oftentimes come to me when I would, you know, come to her and say, hey, what do you think I want to talk about this and this or so and so or whatever subject, and she would look at it and go like, you know what, I don't really like the angle you take for this. Either because she thought I was being too raw or I was maybe being in a problem right now and I was talking about it at the wrong time because I had not overcome it. Then she would say, you should talk about so-and-so instead because this you have overcome. That you haven't haven't overcome yet. And you know, as you when you're an entrepreneur, there's always something you haven't overcome yet, okay? And if you say that you overcome everything, well, you're God. So I know that's not the case. But anyway, she, she's been uh, guiding me very well with that kind of stuff. Uh, also with the, uh, you know, when you go and, and do a fa- Facebook Live, it's like, oh, I'm going to talk to the group today. Or I'm going to talk to, uh, do a video on my page. I wanted to talk uh, about so-and-so. Do you think I should talk about so-and-so experience I had? And, and she's either going to say, uh, yeah, great idea. And, and maybe you should add that or this. See, this is the Elizabeth I deal with every day. And I, I'm just so glad you listeners got a dose of it because it's so like it's so necessary to hear this stuff because that's the stuff that makes your your marketing, your your um, public presentation work or fail. And there's so many little faux pas that we can do. And then, you know what? You'll never be perfect. We all do faux pas. Everyone does them. But when they can be avoided, it's really nice, you know. I mean, if you're gonna avoid a faux pas, that's gonna that's gonna be costly in some in some way or another, or another, either by, you know, not adding value or by putting yourself in a in a vulnerable position, overly vulnerable position, then it might as might as well avoid those faux pas. And I, I'm glad you you did that that podcast today. It was all her idea, and uh, I'm happy I backed her up because, like I said, I learned stuff. And I know they learn stuff. And and you know I've seen that um, I've seen that happen to somebody in a group where they asked very personal questions, and it was clear that it was something that that person was kind of struggling with, and it just kind of ruined the credibility of that that person as a leader, and uh, it affected his business afterwards. So 
you know, I think that there's certain things, certain questions that you're questioning. The Christian, uh, you know, the Christian network, the Christian body of Christ should be, when you're in a leadership position, you should be asking a Christian mentor mm -hmm. um, and you should be seeking counsel. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to be super like abstract, like, oh, I have to go and find a mentor. It might be somebody in your church that you really admire that has a lot of experience and that's a really, really good woman or man of God that can give you that advice that you need. You might have a, you know, a person that helps you with that and you might have another Christian that helps you with the business side of things, right? Mm. Sometimes we need two different types of mentors or coaches depending yeah. oh, definitely. on definitely sometimes on, three yeah depending on what we're going through or what what kind of position what kind of title that uh, we're aiming for and what we're seeking to accomplish right so there's that and last lastly we touched a bit on posture and i think it's re it's really important to talk about this um, as we conclude you know posture is confidence it's belief in what you have to offer mm -hmm. it's um standing behind what your your message is and you know a lot of people that are kind of like thrown into this leadership position uh, like in network marketing they have no idea what they're doing they just thought they were going to talk about creams and then all of a sudden they're like oh i have to be a leader and you know people are going to join my team and then they like kind of freak out well you know your posture has to has to be basically um, you know, people associate confidence with success, right? They're like, oh, well, when I have success, I'm going to be confident and I'm going to be super postured. And uh, yes, you will have more of that, obviously. But in the beginning, to actually get to that point, you have to have posture in your head and say, Starts with the mindset. I'm yeah. a Christian entrepreneur. I'm a kingdom entrepreneur working for the most high God. God wants me to succeed. He has my back. Include him in all your business decisions. Talk with him every day. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I need to do this. I need to get this message across. Help me do it. He will be your strength. And get through it day by day like that. Mm -hmm. And always remember what your, your end goal is, right? What are you working towards? And have that in your, in your mind. What are you working for? And it's not just material stuff that you want, right? That you're gaining. Uh, you're you're thinking of your assignment. You're thinking of adding value. You're thinking of pleasing God. So all that together combined, when you have the right mindset, should give you that right posture to say, "I'm here adding value to people. I'm offering them something amazing that's going to give them breakthrough. That's going to help them. That's going to solve their problems." Uh, so get out of that mindset. You know that. Uh, uh, you know, I don't have the success. I don't have the results. People are going to know, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't have enough people on my team. People are going to know that I'm a fake because this, because that. We've all had those thoughts. And this and is all, all scarcity. The the, all, the, all the phrases you mentioned, it says, I don't have, I don't have. Yeah, don't and have. they're all from the devil because the yeah. devil doesn't want you to succeed. So he's going to just point out all the negative stuff that you can possibly imagine to make you so paralyzed in fear that yeah. you won't move. Right. So you have to stand behind what you're doing and have that right mentality and go listen to our podcast on uh, mindset versus kingdom mindset. Yeah. And that's going to help you as well. So we're going to finish with the verse that you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Like Liz was talking about posture. And I think that is the probably one of the best verses and passages in scripture that talks about posture. Posture all begins with, well, two things. 
in, in God's kingdom, it begins with who you are and who you are. In other words, who God says you are affects your mindset the right way. It positions your mindset on the right facts, on the right truth. So if you have an established mindset on what God says you are, you're in a good position. And here's what God, here's what Jesus said that we are, okay? He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a mountain, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all who see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. That's who we are. The light of the world. The salt of the earth. You didn't say where you got that from. It's in the Bible, believe Matthew. it or not. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. It is in the Bible. It's Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. That's really powerful. Stick that one on your fridge and be reminded by that Re- every be day. Be reminded of who you are. Who you are. That's, how, that's where everything, all the good stuff will come from. Who God says you are. And reread them. Reread these verses. Don't read them just once. Stick it where you see it and reread it every day. Be reminded of that so that you really live it out every day. Every time you have struggles, every time you lack confidence, reread it and and go do what you have to do. Well, Coach Liz, again, thank you so much for this really timely podcast on on this very subject because I've seen so many things online. There's so many ways people portray themselves and, and, and the list goes on and on, and but not all these methods are good. And uh, I'm glad you shed some light, <laughs> exactly as we were talking about. We are the light of the world, and you just shed some light on that subject. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. So be blessed. And thrive on. And don't forget to share the podcast. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.